The Chad Cobbick Podcast Network. Two Angry Men. A podcast featuring a legendary baseball player and a legendary sports broadcaster. Two Angry Men. And now here's your hosts, Chad Cobbick and Denny McLean. All right, before we start rocking and rolling with Denny McLean, I want to remind everybody, hey, if you live in the suburbs, there is only one way to go when you want transportation that's going to provide you with courtesy, comfort, absolutely the best in service. You know what I'm talking about for years and years. The name American Taxi has resounded with class and quality throughout the entire Chicagoland area. If you're thinking about the trip to O'Hare Field, the trip to Midway Airport, maybe you and a bunch of the guys want to hop in a cab from one of the suburbs. Could be Barrington, could be Winnetka, could be Arlington Heights, could be Glen Allen for a trip downtown for dinner, maybe a game at the United Center. You know what? Why not have that designated driver so you can just sit back and relax? Hey, take it from me, Chet Coppin. As a long time, as a long time fan of the great people at American Taxi, and you don't earn, you don't earn the branding, you don't earn the status that American Taxi enjoys by just going out and being haphazard. You do it by treating people on a first-class basis, by treating every customer as if that customer is the only individual you're going to have the entire day. Trust me, American Taxi, absolutely unsurpassed. All right, uh, Gilbert Arenas, you are in the way, and we are going to slam dunk you, Ozzy. Again, the Chicago White Sox, you are in our way. We are going to slam dunk you. Anybody who represents the establishment in a way that we find to be uh, unethical or uh, perhaps uh, disgraceful or impeachable, they are in the way of two angry men. It's time for Chet Kopic here in Chicago and my main man, former 31-game winner Denny McLean up in uh, Motown to uh, let you in on what's going on in the wide world of sports. Right off the top, hey, they are dancing on Pennsylvania Avenue. They're dancing right now on Woodward Avenue in Detroit. Gilbert Arenas and his buddy, Crittenton, bye-bye, Bertie, suspended for the year. Well, yep, and Arenas has got, uh, I suspect he's going to do some jail time. Uh, I, I, was, I always amuse when these writers... Uh, who really believe they're legends in their own mind, and some of these TV and radio people really do believe they're legends, uh, start to talk about somebody going to jail or not going to jail. And, boy, if he gets a year in jail, he won't be able to play basketball. Let me tell you something, folks. I've been in uh, one of those places, and I've got to tell you something. I've never seen so many great-looking basketball players as I saw in jail. They are incredible athletes. They're incredible basketball players. And if anybody thinks Arenas' game is going to be hurt by spending six months or a year in the slammer, he will play basketball eight hours a day. Now, he's also got the Players Association has agreed not to uh, appeal whatever happens to him with the league and or others. But I'm going to tell you something, Chet. This gun thing is such a serious issue. I think he should have been suspended for two or three years. I think he should have, they should have tossed the key away and let him spend a year, year and a half in a slammer and, and just do what he was supposed to do. Be a nice guy. Don't be stupid. And both of these guys had guns. That's what really irritates me. And you know, how many times a week, a month, a year do we hear about people playing with guns at home and Making a mistake and shooting a child, shooting themselves in the leg. I mean, how about the basketball, how about the football player? Mexico Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, he shot himself in the leg. What a moron. Well said. Um, I was talking to uh, Lester Munson, legal expert from uh, ESPN today. He said that uh, the judge 
that uh, arenas will appear before in uh, D.C. Uh, on paper appeals to be, or appears to be rather, um, uh, a defendant's dream, when in fact he could be Arenas's worst nightmare. He also believes, given the fact that there has been such a public outcry about Gilbert Arenas with the guns, uh, the mocking during the uh, team huddles, you know, with the... Uh, uh, the gun sign up in the air. What he wanted to pull off right. with a Crittenden, where they were gonna they were gonna pace off ten steps and uh, you know make like a nineteenth century uh, uh, one man lives, one man dies mock uh, mock shooting. Uh, Munson said he believes right now Arenas likely will do six months, which tells me Denny, if I'm the Washington Wizards right now, I am going to declare Arenas in breach of contract because he cannot fulfill his obligations. He can't freaking play. Yeah, but Chet, I mean, that's taking it to an extreme that you would like to or I would like to. But the bottom line here is simple. Smartest thing seen when somebody's being charged with a felony. He walked in the next day and pled guilty. Walked in the next day and pled guilty. Saving the government all kinds of money. Saving the government all kinds of time preparing a case, although how tough of a case could it have been. But but here's what I'm trying to say. I'm don't anybody be surprised if he walks. He absolutely walks. Yes, he'll get three, four, five years of probation, and God forbid he ever touches a gun because a, a gun in the federal system is a 10-year jail bit now, and uh, they take a gun very serious, but he wasn't charged in that arena, so uh, for the lack of a better word, and uh, the bottom line is he's going to walk away from this almost unscathed, except He's going to lose a lot of money in the thing. I just don't think it's right. He's going to get community service out of the butt. Now we'll see if he does community service. Hi, pal. Uh, kind of interesting. Uh, Andre Dawson, first of all, you don't believe he should be a member of baseball's Hall of Fame. Hell well, no. it comes to, uh, comes to a pass that uh, the uh, Hall of Fame committee determines that, uh, and this is absolutely justifiable. I'm totally in favor of this. I don't care if the Montreal Expos no longer exist. Andre Dawson's great body of work came with Warren Cromarty, Alice Valentine, Rock Reigns, and the Montreal Expos. He will go into Cooperstown enshrined as a Montreal Expo, not as a Chicago Cub. Now, let me tell you why I'm ticked off if I'm Andre Dawson. There ain't no merchandising value in going in as a Montreal Expos. They're yep. done. They're history. They're extinct. Yep. They're like dinosaurs. Danny, if you go in as a member of the Chicago Cubs... It's an immediate three, four, five million bucks for a guy like Andre Dawson. But here's the argument on the other side. He was ten years. He was a Montreal Expo number one. Number two, he was Rookie of the Year with the Montreal right. Expos. I mean, that is great, great weight when it comes to where she should go. But I, I agree with you to some degree that in fact he was a Cub more than he was a Montreal Expo. No matter what happened in Montreal, he overpowered. In Chicago, whatever he had done in Montreal, it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm six half a tor- tor- torn towards the other. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't believe he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he was ever that kind of a player, despite the fact he was on the All-Star team five of six years with the Cubs. Uh, I just was never impressed with Andre Dawson. I'm sorry. He was just one of those guys that never hit me to be a superstar like they have now canonized him in the Hall of All Fame. All right, let me let me give you this then. Would you rather have Bill Mazeroski in the Hall of Fame right now than Andre Dawson? I mean, if Mazeroski doesn't hit that home run in Game 7 of 1960 for the Pirates and uh, uh, Danny Murtaugh against the Bombers, there's no way on God's earth he's in the Hall of Fame, Danny. Let me tell you something. i got 50 guys I can pull out of there tonight, starting with Ty Cobb. 
for his, you know, no one will ever get into the Hall of Fame in the future for uh, having past problems. The last guy that's going to get in there was Orlando Cepeda. I never understood. Yes, he had the credentials, but he was he was a it was a convicted felon. Number two, um, you got um, Fergie Jenkins, convicted felon. Now, mm-hmm. and yet they will say that only the things you do on the field should be counted. But I can name you 50 guys that aren't aren't in the Hall of Fame that had tremendous credentials, but they had some issues and they kept them out. I, I've always I've always thought bad of the people who picked these guys to go into the Hall of Fame. Number one and number two, this this uh, retired retirement group who picks further uh, Hall of Famers is just I'm I'm sorry. With the exception of Bob Feller, and I may be wrong even about Bob, who I love, but. Bob um, at least will give you an objective, candid opinion. Of course, Bob hates everybody. I was going to uh, say, with all due respect, show me anybody Bob Feller likes. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true, too. Uh, but, I, but you know, I, I've always got along with him after I had a big beef with him about 20 years ago, and he's been a friend ever <laughs> since. Uh, but Bob is, you know, I love the way Bob introduces himself. Bob says, hi, I'm Bob Feller, and I'm the li- longest living Hall of Famer in the history of the game. That's the way he introduces himself. That's the truth. And, well, you know, you know how DiMaggio I, used to of, be. You know, if you, if, if you wanted a, DiMaggio for a banquet, you wanted DiMaggio for uh, for a bar mitzvah, you had to introduce him as baseball's greatest living player. If you didn't, yeah. Joe D., who, as you know, could go into a snit like a five-year-old, would pout on you for the rest of the night. Yep. Absolutely. And, and, and you know... People really don't know the truth about a lot of these guys. Maybe they don't need to, and it's better to let the folklore settle in and be what it is. I mean, I was with a bunch of people earlier today, and we were talking about Mickey Mantle and all of his issues that he had in his life, besides the booze and the broads and all the other things, uh, and some of the people who really put Billy or put Mickey into this bad farce that he was in for a long time. Billy Martin was the worst thing that ever happened to Mickey Mantle. Yeah. I mean, Billy yeah. absolutely destroyed his his personal habits. Billy, Billy got him on booze, lots of booze. Billy got him on some drugs later on in his life. Billy really, really hurt Mickey. And uh, I know Mickey had a terrible disease, but I've always thought that uh, Billy hastened uh, his death. Mickey was, I'm telling you, I just can't tell you enough nice things about Mickey. And the big difference between Mickey and somebody else who drinks a lot, uh, you know, Billy Martin used to get mean and wanted to kill people. All Mickey Mantle did when he got drunk was he got hornier and hornier and hornier. I mean, he wanted you know, it would start after two drinks he wanted to make love to one woman. After two, after three drinks he wanted two women. After seven drinks he wanted forty-eight women. So I mean, he and it, and it was he wasn't very entertaining. Now listen, speaking about entertainment, the PGA Tour, which really isn't a tour anymore since Tiger has left. Uh, Phil Mickelson is saying, well, what's the tour, or, or kind of implying, what's the tour worth without Tiger Woods? Listen, Mickelson is having the time of his life. It's like Jack Nicholas. I keep talking about. Jack Nicholas has got to be the happiest guy in the world, because I'm not sure if Woods will ever get to the most major championships now. Uh, but Mickelson's got to be tickled pink, because now he's just about the best player out there when he can find the fairway. And uh, for him to say that he likes to have Woods back, you know, he's smoking something funny, too. I do. Uh, kind of interesting. As you know, Tiger Woods traditionally would begin play this weekend. Torrey yeah. Pines was always stop number one for Tiger on the build-up toward Augusta. Now, I wish you and I could uh, hop the bird, fly down to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, where right now uh, Tiger Woods is going through his his uh, 
uh, rehabilitation because of his so-called sexual addiction problem, which I'm not entirely certain might not be his way of trying to uh, garner some baggage, comes the eventuality that his wife determines, yes, I'm going to take you to court. Tiger and the defense complete. You know, our client had a major issue. He required hospitalization. Here are letters from nine <laughs> doctors, et cetera, et cetera. That being said, think about Alcoholics Anonymous. What do you do? You walk in, you sit in a nice circle. Everybody looks nervous. Everybody looks pissed off. And you sit there and say, uh, I'm Joe Smith, and I'm an alcoholic. I would just love to walk in and see Tiger Woods sitting in his circle with all these people who are, who are already, by the way, ticked off at Tiger because of all the preferential treatment he's been given yeah. at Hattiesburg. I'd love to see Tiger stand up and say, Hi, I'm Tiger, and I'm an alcoholic, and so is Little Tiger. And then see all the people in the circle go, Hi, Tiger! I've got a name for all Wouldn't of this, and I call it masturbation rehabilitation. Um, I'm telling you, this guy is trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes. Listen, he was 25, 26, 30 years old. He's got a, you know, he's got a uh, organ in on him that he thinks he should exercise. Listen, if you're worth a billion dollars and you got everything going on in your life, jet here, jet there, flyer here, flyer there, da 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 da. Why wouldn't you do this? I mean, listen, it's really wrong to do this, especially the the danger here, as I see it, and you know they won't know, I don't know how they discover uh, these various diseases, but you know what? If he slept with 10 women or 30 or 40 or 50, and I suspect it's a lot more than 20 or 30 women, uh, I think he had somebody on the road almost probably every night. But, you know, I, th- what he did to his wife... What he did to his wife, not only the exposure of him sleeping with all these women, but sleeping with all these women and laying around in, in, in 30, 40, 50 women with, with who knows what they may have had and who knows what they may not have had. And you know what? Who knows what Tiger had? None of us, none of us really know if he had anything. But the bottom line, to rub your wife's face in this the way he did, and still as of this day, Chet, not to come out and do a mea culpa for somebody, someplace, somewhere, Whoever his PR people, they should be shot. I mean, because this is the worst idea. And no, who, Chet, who would buy him going to a sex clinic? You know what he's going to do when he oh, gets it's out? It's a waste of time, week? for God's sake. He won't be it's out 24 hours before right. he bangs somebody. Hey, Mac, yes. earlier today, I'm talking to somebody about uh, Elon, his wife, and the yeah. guy goes, well, hey, listen, no matter what Tiger did, the best she can do is get 50%. I said, you are wrong. Let me tell you why. In the case of Mrs. Tiger Woods, in my opinion, no lady in global history has ever gone, suffered the public humiliation, and this includes Hillary Clinton, if you will, than what yeah. Elon Woods has had to go through. In my opinion, if she sues for divorce, she can do significantly better than 50% of their revenues in Florida. You know, listen, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't think that she's going to go back with him after sleeping with 20 Oh, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. do. Yeah. Yeah. She's from Sweden. What's she going to do? Wait a minute. Is this? So <laughs> what's what she do? We're going to You know, don't take this the wrong way. Please, folks, don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. If she goes back with him, she's no different than the other women. It's all about money then. Now, what do we call a woman who does things for money? Well, normally... Uh, yes, it, it that's depends, exactly it, right. No, no. I, I, I was going to say it, it depends on the locale and it depends on the price. <laughs> the price is always. If you're in Vegas, if you're in Vegas at the Bellagio, it's uh, shall we say sexual rehabilitation. 
getting it for a North yeah. Avenue in Chicago is a cheap trick. Yeah, Detroit, it's uh, uh, Gratiot Avenue. Twelve dollars, and the thank you very much. Man. All right, you know, hey, let me let me bounce something off you that goes back to real life for a moment. Jim Tomey wanted to play this year with the Chicago White Sox in the worst way, creeping up on 600 home runs. He's at 583 right now. Kenny Williams wanted him. Jerry Reinsdorf wanted him. They defer to Ozzie Guillen. Tomey signs with the Twins. White Sox right now, as they go to camp, are going to DH by committee with Omar Vizquel, who's about 63 years old, Andrew Jones, who's now uh, – uh, achieving has-been status, and uh, Mark Kotze. My question for you is, former 31-game winner, in the eighth inning, if you were leading 5-3 to three with two men on and you're opposing the Chicago White Sox, uh, who would you least rather face? Omar Vizquel, Andrew Jones, Mark Kotze, or good morning, Jim Tomei. Well, listen, this Tomei's been a major league hitter, a serious major league hitter for a very long time. And not only that, he's a good guy. I mean, he really, everybody likes being around Tomei. I don't, you know, listen, Ozzy is Ozzy. Ozzy is, uh, you know, I think he just sips too much wine too early in the day and he misses a lot of good things. I really believe that. I, anybody with, and I, and I always thought at one time that Ozzy's act was really an act. I think that's really Ozzy. I don't think there's any act in Ozzy. Every manager does a little act from time to time, but I think Ozzy really is the real thing. He's I'll tell you why you're right. And He's for, done the act for so long, he actually believes the act is on the square. That's right. He, he, really he has become a legend in his own mind. Literally, a legend in his own mind. Now listen, uh, let's move on to one more area. Uh, Mr. Warner with Phoenix and Mr. Farr with Minnesota. Uh, both, I think, are about to end their careers. And the only thing I've got to say to the two of them, thank God! Thank God! All right, now I will tell you why you are absolutely nuts. Sunday. Sunday. Ready for this? Fox drew 60 million viewers for New Orleans against the Vikings. Those fans weren't tuning in, Denny, to watch uh, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. They weren't tuning in to watch uh, Percy Harvin or Sidney Rice. The reason they did... The biggest number for an NFC title game since, hello, 1982 was because of the remarkable, put it in bold type, he has been the most valuable asset the National Football League has had for the past 25 years. That audience was courtesy of Brett Favre. Listen, I agree with that. No, I agree with that. But I think enough is enough. I think he just had the greatest year of his life. 39, 40 years old, doing what he did this year. And, and I, and I, listen, up until the last game, I think he only had six or seven interceptions all year. I mean, that's phenomenal for Brett Farr because Brett Farr always threw 25 interceptions a year. Mm-hmm. I don't care how he played, when he played, what he played. The bottom line was he threw a lot of interceptions. He forced the ball. What, what is the sad part about this is the last big pass that he throws is exactly the way I've pictured Brett for the last 20 years. Throw Going into a, a defense that had the receivers surrounded and forcing the ball. That's all I will ever remember about Brett Favre. Nobody will remember this football game. No matter what, 28-28, doesn't make any difference. But they will remember that somebody by the name of Brett Favre was some quarterback, and he will get far more accolade than he deserves. He'll be a Hall of Famer, obviously. I mean, there's no question about that. But I just think he's been overrated his whole career because of the overrated. number of he's given up. Overrated? Yes. Who, whose numbers compare to Brett Favre? This I guy is a gem for heaven's sakes. Should he have? What are you talking about? I mean, he's played 40 years, Chet. Come on, if I played 40 years, <laughs> I'd want 7,000 games. Here, here, is, here is why Brett Favre is, is so unique. 
People are not going to remember that Adrian Peterson fumbled on the five-yard line and cost the Vikes what should have been an easy seven. They're not going to remember Bernard Berrien's fumble, which broke up a drive. They're only going to remember Brett Favre's pick. Hey, nobody recalls what uh, what Carl Malden did in On the Waterfront. Everybody recalls Marlon Brando. Nobody recalls what... Uh, uh, Oh, you know, Robert Duvall did The Godfather. We all recall what Marlon Brando did. Favre is Marlon Brando. And Denny, he will come back for the very reason you were talking about, because he'll sit in that hick town down in Mississippi. He's going to grieve the entire winter. He's going to drive Deanna nuts. He's going to think about what might have transpired if he just tucked the ball in and run five yards. They kick a field goal and they win in regulation. That is why Favre, around the 10th of August, will tell the Fikes, guess what? I'm coming back again. He will play next year. Well, if he's not playing next year, I'll get, I, I will airmail you 500 bucks. Oh, big deal. I'd watch two chickens screw for $500. Listen, <laughs> um, here, here, here's the thing with Brett Farr, and it's real simple. He's going to quit. That's enough. He's had enough. But I, And you know what? This is where I take my hat off to him. He beat some terrible addictions in his life. He had booze. He had some other elements people Vicodin. were talking about. Mongo McMichael, the expert, will tell you. He put Favre on Vicodin. All right, he is Denny McClain. My good friend, uh, you've been rocking and rolling as usual. Uh, let's say we try this again in, uh, in seven days. It's a good idea. I'll be back here in seven days, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Everybody have a great day.